everyone. This is Beyond Visual. I'm your host, Samantha Powell, and today we're joined with Avix's very own chair of our diversity council. We're so excited to have him. Frank Patakala, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is amazing. Oh, thank you for the opportunity. It's only amazing because you're able to join us. So <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> <Thank> it. <laughs> so I know everybody knows you. You are a legend around the oh, AV <laughs> community. So you can, you know, toot, toot, beep, beep. Um, but why don't you still just tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So my name is Frank Patakala. I am a senior technical sales engineer at Audinate, the creators of Dante. I'm also the chair of the Avixa Diversity Council, and I have a lot of fun in the community kind of bringing all these things together. So that's that's who I am. And you do a lot for the community. So we really appreciate all that you're doing there. Um, you. I'm also part of that uh, council, and and you just do a lot of great work. So so. Thank you. Keep up the good work, you and, and you everybody there. <laughs> so I know you, I think everybody in the AV industry knows you, but I want to know a little bit more about your background. Um, you know, where were you born? And I just want to hear a little bit about your journey. Yeah, so um, um, I'm, uh, my parents are from India um, and uh, it's, it's interesting. It's it's a very uh, unique question when I'm asked with who you are. And right? I guess uh, my best answer to that is that I'm evolving and I'm changing and I'm learning and I'm growing as an individual every every passing day. Um, so a lot of my childhood I spent in the Middle East and traveling a lot because that's what my dad did you know, for his work. Um, and it's interesting in that in all the countries that I've lived in, I've never really felt that I was a part of the place that I lived in. So um, I am both a product of India, America, the globe, if you want to call it that way. And I think I've been able to learn and absorb things from every culture that I've been a part of. But at the same time, uh, knowing where I fit in has always been uh, a very interesting question, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I never truly felt like I fit in anywhere. Uh, it's only as I grew up and I became older and I started working in the industry that I realized that, uh, and I say this a lot, it's not about fitting in. It's about being comfortable with who you are. And as human beings, I think there's this constant struggle every day to find that sense of belonging. So belonging is a term that DEI practitioners and DEI, just so everyone knows, is diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, DEI practitioners use belonging uh, as a term. Sometimes it's called DEIB to include belonging as a part of the conversation. And... Um, it's about finding that sense of belonging. And I think it all stems. It, start, it starts from having an understanding of who you are. And the best part about us being human beings is that you don't have to be the same person every day. You can change. You can evolve. You can become a different person tomorrow. And that's, that's on you. That's completely your thing. So uh, who am I? I don't know. Today, uh, I am a part of the AV industry. I'm a proud uh, contributor to the industry. I like to give back in whatever way I can. Um, I have, my background is not in AV. Uh, it's a lot of it is in IT and networking. And so I come from that side of the technology, you know, realm. Uh, and I came into AV again in typical Frank style. <laughs> I didn't feel like I belonged in <laughs> AV either. Cause like I came from an IT background. Right. And, and, you know, uh, what I've learned is that there are people 
who will relate with you. There, you will find your allies. You just have to be a, a little patient. So um, uh, it's 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 been a fantastic journey. I have I'm absolutely enjoying it, and I hope to reflect that. You know, these we have very difficult conversations every day about these things, about belonging and who you are, and as an individual, as your background, your childhood, and all these things. And it doesn't have to be all dark, and it doesn't have to be a difficult conversation. You know, there are people with good ears out there that listen to you, and you know, just find them and talk to them. I'm one of them. I'm sure the uh, I, I'm proud to be uh, working with the Vixa as a volunteer as well, because the Vixa as an organization truly does represent so many of those values. You know, the people at a Vixa. They're like family to me, like Sam. I mean, it's like we've done so many things together. It's, it's just amazing. I'm, I'm completely at ease having these conversations. It's because of the people that I'm talking to. So, you know, the AV industry is great. You know, the place where you're at uh, is great. Uh, just be patient. You know, and that, that's, uh, that's kind of reflective of my journey um, of who I am and the culture that I represent and uh, the feelings that I have towards the culture. Now, interestingly enough, I just got back from a vacation uh, I went to India actually mm -hmm. after um, five, six years, and it was amazing. Wow. You know, it's like I, I, I in the past. So this, like, I'd always be like, I can't stay there for more than two weeks, <laughs> and you know, it's just why though. You have to tell us why. So all right, so um, that's my country. That's my motherland, yeah. right? But. My upbringing was never in India. I never grew up in India. So a lot of it was in the Middle East and in the United States. So there's a lot of things that I never could relate to going back to India. So, you know, like I said, it's I'm a foreigner there, too. So when you know? did and you so give me the timeline of, you know, you were born. I, I, so I grew up mostly in the Middle East, actually. Um, and I, I moved there when I was really, really young, when I was a baby. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's that's where I was for a bulk of it. I went back to India, went back, and then came back to the Middle East, came to the U.S., came back to the Middle East. So it's been a, there was a lot of moving around. Mm -hmm. So um, I've never really spent like a a, a long period. Uh, maybe after my in my teens, I spent a few years in India continuously, but outside of that, it was just mostly visiting India. Uh, going to the Middle East, being in the U.S., and it's just moving around a lot. I moved around a lot. Really? I did. And did you feel like when you were in those certain, you know, regions or so, did you feel like in terms of belonging that, oh, you would be judged? Like, you know. Yeah. So it's interesting, right? The uh, the Middle Eastern community, for example, is there's a there's a large Indian community there. Like there's the Middle East is full of people who move from India and work there. But you don't really get to interact much with the local community. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you're still within your own thing. So are you in India? Technically, no, but are you still kind of connected to that? You see a lot of that in the US too, right? Mm -hmm. So I, as an individual, um, I mean, I interact with everyone, but if, if I were to go back two generations of people from India who moved to the United States when they were younger, a bulk of their conversations and the bulk of their relationships are still very much within that community. So they never really get to interact with people who are local. Mm -hmm. So yes, they live in an, in another country, but their interactions and the cultural, you know, lifestyle is still very much, they try to recreate as much of, you know, their home country as much as they can. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's, it's only as you go from first generation to second generation, as the generations of your, you know, 
your kids, like my kids, for example, they will probably have much lesser of an understanding of what the Indian culture is than、mm-hmm. I do. Uh, compared to what I have and what my parents have, so it's it's going to get lesser. The challenge for parents who have an immigrant background, who are not, and you know, in a country like the United States, where actually everyone is an immigrant, it's, it's just a matter of generations, right?、Mm-hmm. Um, out of the, the the indigenous population here,、um, it's it's about how do you maintain that? How do you sustain your culture、uh, and still embrace? The lifestyle of living in a country that is not the country of your ancestors—it's—it's、mm-hmm. it's an interesting balance there. And do you、um, find? But, oh yeah, sorry, what were you going to say? No, no, go ahead, go right ahead. So, in terms of belonging, you know, in our AV industry and diversity, do you find that you know there's people who look like you and are you know have a similar background that you could relate to? So that it's. Very good question.、Uh, so,、uh, so my background is technical.、Mm-hmm. I'm an engineer,、mm-hmm. and you know, the first few years in the AV industry, as I was working, I was never in a room where there would be people who looked like me. I, mean, I saw very few engineers who were even looked like they were from an Indian background or from you know uh, uh, even. So, interestingly enough, there's a, a large. Uh, Indian community that moved to the the Caribbean islands from Guyana and other places. So、uh, even if they're not from India, they were from India maybe a few generations before、uh, people came to the United States. I never got to see anyone who looked like me, right? And、really? to the point where I, I didn't really notice. I didn't see.、Um, you know, a lot of people talk about representation,、mm-hmm. right? And representation matters in the industry, but. When you don't see that, there are times when you just become oblivious to the fact that you're not represented there,、mm-hmm. and you don't even know if it matters. Now, I've been very fortunate, right? I know I've heard a lot of tales, and I've talked to a lot of people who have struggled with not finding representation, and that how that affected them. But I was fortunate in that the field that I was in, I was represented by the knowledge that I bring to the table, right? So I was diverse, not just. Uh, from a cultural racial background, I'm also also di- diverse from a technical background. So, being the one of the experts on in the group that knew IT and networking set me apart, right? So, it gave me a sense of belonging in the sense that I was able to contribute to the actions of the company or the organizational objectives without having to, you know, concern myself. On the other aspects in which I didn't feel represented, it didn't really bother me.、Mm-hmm. So,、um, the AV industry has progressed for sure. You know, with every passing, you know, I like to measure things in infocoms. You know, it's like that's kind of like our <laughs> annual, you know, reset, mecca, so to speak.、Right? I, you know, I mentioned that <laughs> minutes ago, right? Right after infocom, there's like a, a lull in terms of the number of events we do. Things are busy at work, but you know,、mm-hmm. kind of gives you a chance to. Recalibrate. So every time I go to Infocom, you know, it's, it's I'm not talking statistics. I'm sure Avixa would be more than happy to. And you know, there's been solid work that the council and Avixa has put towards making sure that there's more representation at these events. But just visually, every event you see more and more diversity in the type in the people that are attending there. You know, there's there's people of color. There's people you didn't see five infocoms ago. So that and that's that's great. We are growing as an industry. We're becoming more accepting. I've always felt that the AV industry is very accepting because、uh, the biggest challenge with representation 
and belonging is finding a commonality. Why are we trying to do that? We're trying to find like common ground. That's really what it is, right? You don't want to be that odd person in a group. We have the commonality before we even get to the conversation because our love of technology, the fact that we create experiences, that kind of unites us. So we, we have that. So we're privileged in that people who come into the AV industry, you already have one box checked in that there's something common between you and whoever that is. The next step is all obviously making sure that there's representation and people are accepted and people can feel welcome to the industry. Absolutely. And as a newbie to this industry, I can completely attest to what you were saying. Um, I mean, when I first, I mean, Infocom is just overwhelming for the first time, you know, going yes. um, and just being in the industry and, you know, not necessarily knowing all of the right terminology and what yes. this acronym means. Um, but, you know, it is it's such a warm and embracing industry and everyone that I've got the pleasure to meet in our industry has just been so warm and just so knowledgeable and just helpful and, and, you know, happy to introduce you to, you know, so-and-so. Um, so it's, it's really been, been eye-opening and it's, it's obviously it's a really great industry to be in. Um, and you had mentioned, you know, at Infocom, uh, you, you do a lot, we'll say, um, <laughs> I see you everywhere. <laughs> You're on panels, you know, every day uh, doing things with Avixa TV, which we always appreciate. Um, and and it's great to have you, you know, and your representation on those stages. What advice would you give someone who, you know, maybe maybe just be entering into the industry or has been there for a while, but doesn't feel like they've gotten that opportunity to 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 have that representation, you know, to have their thoughts presented on a stage at an infocom or even on webinars or anything like that. So, um, you know, I think what we need to understand is that um, representation at times is a conversation that's bigger than ourselves, right? And that's what prompted me to push myself to be more outspoken and be out there because from a from a job perspective, um, I was again. I'm I'm privileged. I I think acknowledge, acknowledging my privilege is the first thing that I'll do, and I will do that without any shame in saying that I've never had the problem where I'd have to speak up or make sure that my voice was heard. It was heard. I, I'm privileged like that. But when I realized that I am privileged, I th I thought to myself, I have to use this to good. You know, I have to use it so that other people who look like me. Maybe it was an issue for me. I'm fortunate in the managers and the companies that I've been a part of. Uh, representation didn't really become a huge concern for me. But if I don't do that myself, the next generation of people will not see that. And I'm hoping that in being more vocal, the message that I'd like to give to other people is that there is an industry that's here to listen to you. And when I say listen to you, it's your opinions, your perspective, who you are as an individual. That's what people want to hear. Uh, I think the biggest complaint that we get about most panels and uh, educational things at you know events is that we keep seeing the same people. You know, we're, we want to see new people out there, right? So there is a space, a void that you as an individual can fill. And again, it comes back to the thing that I said in the beginning. It's about being comfortable with who you are. Um, I'll give you an example, right? And it's purely cultural. It's a family decision. It's something that I 
personally practice. I don't drink alcohol, right? It's, um, I don't have a good reason for it. I just don't, I've never had it. I don't drink alcohol, but you do know that after events that most of, uh, infocoms and everything, it's a part of the conversation, right? So when you're the only person that doesn't drink alcohol, it used to be awkward for me. I used to think, um, this is a, you know, it's a, it's a party. Uh, what am I going to do? I can't just stand there. Um, and I said to myself, why not? You know, it's like, why can't I just stand there? I, I can still have those conversations. I don't have to have a drink in my hand in order to feel comfortable. So it took me a while, right? It, it, in the, I was very awkward in the beginning. I didn't know how to do it. And then I thought to myself, surely there is one other person in this industry who doesn't drink. <laughs> it's hard Come to on. find. There has to be at least <laughs> one other person. And you know what? If I don't put myself out there yeah. in those uncomfortable positions, I'm not going to find that other person who's just as uncomfortable as I am, right? <laughs> and you know what? There's tons of people. There's a lot of people. And when I say to people, it's okay to be at an event and not drink and not and practice what you've, whatever background it is, culture, religious, be comfortable in who you are. Be comfortable asking those questions, right? Uh, there's, there are dietary restrictions. It, it's a big issue for a lot of people when they go in a, in a group event. They're uncomfortable speaking up and saying, does this food have this? Mm -hmm. Is it like this? Is it halal? It is, is it kosher? You know what? Ask those questions. Mm -hmm. There are people who will respect your decisions. You will find your community. It'll take a little time. But I think the first piece of advice that I'll give to everyone is put yourself in those uncomfortable positions. You know, you'll only find your allies there if you keep shying away from the opportunities that you have. And I know this is a huge ask. It's challenging. It's difficult. It's stressful. It's anxiety inducing. The fact that I'm saying this to you to just put yourself in a stressful situation is probably creating stress in someone's <laughs> mind right now. Yeah. But you know what? You'll find those allies. And that's why people like ourselves within the council are here to support you. My coworkers are great. You know, I'll give you an example. Every time we have dinner together, they know that I don't drink alcohol. So they will ask the question before I do, hey, is this, was this made with alcohol? Because, you know, Frank can't have that, right? Mm. And I found my community there. You know, as I found people who respect who you are as an individual, you will find it too. There are good people out there who can listen. So first piece of advice, it's okay to be a little uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You will grow. You will grow as an individual. And the next piece of advice is as you embrace who you are, you will learn that you have a lot to contribute to these conversations. You'll understand that there's an opinion that only you have, and that is because of your individuality. It is because of your diverse background that you're able to give that opinion. Only you can give that. There's people who want to hear that. Um, if I tell people whenever they're on their first panel, it's nerve wracking. Mm -hmm. You know, their first panel experience, even if it's an online webinar on Zoom, people are freaking out, right? <laughs> and a piece of advice that I give everyone is, you know what? You didn't create the panel. Somebody else did. Yeah. Avixa did or the council did or somebody did. And they invited you to be on the panel. Mm -hmm. Clearly, somebody else thought that you know this even before you thought about it. So when you're in that moment and can't trust your own self, trust the people who invited you. You know, because people think you're smart. People mm. think you're able. People think that you have something to contribute. Trust them just run with it. And, you know, eventually you'll become a pro.
So it's it's it, those are my advice to people who are trying to find their groove in the industry. You'll get there. This is a great place to be in. The AV industry is fantastic at that. I really like that advice because I Thank am <laughs> one of those people who yes are self deprecating or you know always questioning yeah. and and I I like that piece of advice. If almost if you know if you don't not to say that you don't believe in yourself, but understand that you were there for a reason right and yes, other people absolutely. see it in you and that that sometimes is how people it's, excel it's hard right you're you're uh, we are our own worst critic and absolutely. we'll sit there we'll critique every little thing mm -hmm. and i tell people people nobody's going to remember this you know That's it's true. like it's fine yeah it's recorded they'll go back and listen to it but you can also look at yourself and I, so i've been doing panels and these things for a couple of years at least now right and i go back and have i gotten better at it I, absolutely mm -hmm. i'd like to believe i did because if i didn't there's i'm doing something wrong you know you improve <laughs> you get better at these things you yeah. know you're you but you you kind of get more comfortable in these conversations and you know what even if you don't get comfortable you're learning, mm -hmm. you know, see it as a learning opportunity. And the next time, you know, just do it and stop being hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, there's there, this, you know, our, our, we have so much to give. And sometimes in that pursuit of perfection, we forget that we could be doing a lot more. Just, just do it, right. you know, as, as hard as that sounds, sometimes just jumping in is the best way to approach these things. That's I know awesome. it's hard. I know it's difficult, but you know you will find the right allies, and that's why I think Avixa is a fantastic resource. Uh, the volunteer groups all have this. You know, it's when you come and start volunteering, you are working with a group of people who are otherwise strangers to you, and you learn from them, you hear from them, and you just you know you just learn and just get better at it. That's why it's important to kind of push yourself every day and find that comfort, comfort level and push that boundary a little bit every day. It doesn't have to happen all overnight. You have time, you'll get better at it. So please do it. The industry wants you. You know, it's a, it's a great place to be in as I, I keep saying throughout this. You're always so inspiring. I love talking with you. Thank you. <laughs> I always feel like, oh my gosh, like I just had. Uh, <laughs> uh, what do you? It's it's what I it's what I've learned. You oh know, it's my like, goodness! It's, it's how I it's how I did it myself. And, yeah. You know, I, that's why I want to share this share the story. I'm waiting for the master class. So, <laughs> can we? I don't know how much time you have, you know, on the side. But if you can start working on that, I will sign up for it. Sign me up. I will listen Thank to you. it every day. <laughs> but you are so positive and inspirational and I, I think I a lot of people love hearing what you have to say and you just you have a really you know lots of good advice and it's always coming from a really great place um, as you're so inspiring to others I wanted to know who inspired you growing up did you have any mentors or do you currently have any mentors or or anyone like that in your life so I'm gonna give the most cliched immigrant <laughs> response ever <laughs> You know, it's like, I'm sure like every person who, who's an immigrant has probably said this. And I'm not saying it's made up. It's the truth. Okay. Uh, my mom is easily my most inspirational person. You know, uh, she's a, she was always a very hardworking person. Mm -hmm. And she struggled and she pushed through and uh, her own physical self. I, I look at her even today. Uh, she's gotten older, you know, she's had, um, she had Has a she? rough couple months. <laughs> say, you know, say when, you know, we, yeah, we don't yeah, get older. Point. Yeah. We yeah. get better. It's true. We it's get better. True. <laughs> and, and I look at her and I still, I'm like, 
I still can't do that. You know,、mm. my goodness, I don't have the energy that you do.、Mm. You know, I, I'd like to think that I, I shouldn't I have more energy than you, but I don't. You know, and I, and I, I will shamelessly admit to my mom, <laughs> I can't do that. You know, it's like <laughs> I can't. I'm not you. You know, and、um, my mom has been a huge source of inspiration for me, just for the fact that. So I'm an only son, right? I don't、mm. have any siblings, so obviously I got I was the center of attention. You know, but even when I was the center of attention. My mom comes from a generation before us, but she instilled in me a lot of good values. Right? She was always like, you know, you you have to be supportive of other people. You have to help other people. If there's somebody、uh, who's not who's quiet, you know, you have to make sure that their voice is heard. You know, speak up for them,、mm-hmm. stand up for things that are right. My mom was always one of those people who spoke up. Right now, and she's had her fair share of issues because of it. Because nobody likes people who speak up. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, all right.、Mm-hmm. There's all those little grumblings in our family thing, right? But <laughs> she didn't care because you know what? When she saw something was right,、mm-hmm. she would always be the first person to say, "That's right." You know, I don't care who said that, but、mm-hmm. that's right. And that taught me that it's important to be that voice for yourself. For others, and as you as you grow, you know, keep developing that skill. So, she's been my inspiration easily. I don't see anybody else who has influenced my life as much as my mom has, and I'm I'm proud. It's a it's a blessing, and again,、uh, it's a privilege that I understand that、uh, I've had and. I didn't do anything to get it. It's just a blessing, and I'm I'm happy for it. Well, she raised an amazing son, so you have to make sure she sees this.、Um. <laughs> she sees everything, by the way. She loves. She follows me. You know, she'll she likes reading my posts. She okay, likes seeing、mom. my videos. You know, she will.、Uh, you know, she she so she loves watching things on. So, so we have a, a large TV in our living room,、uh-huh. and she'll be like, "Can you put it on YouTube so I can see it on the TV?" You know,、oh. and, and so whatever I do, I have to make sure that I upload it and she sees it. So it's like she's my number one fan. I yeah, love、so. that. Is she on <laughs>、yeah. the X, or does she know like how to you know? Get on the X. <laughs> Is she tweeting? Well, not not yet. Not yet.、Know. Okay. <laughs> there's there's time for that. There are times. Yeah. And I I see you. And how how many little ones do you have? Was it two? I have two little kids. My son and my daughter. They're okay. Eleven and nine. Okay. Oh. Okay. Great. Both great ages. So are you?、Mm-hmm. I assume you're instilling all of those life lessons and and such to them. I try. I do my、mm-hmm. best. I, mm-hmm. I, I I I try to do that. You know, it's like my my son and my daughter. My daughter, especially in her class, you know, anytime there's a new student, she's always the first person who goes up to the student and talks to them, and、mm-hmm. she just likes the fact of, you know, that talking to someone new makes them comfortable, and、mm-hmm. you know, and、uh, her teachers always say that she's very responsible. My son too, so it's it's、uh, it's I'm happy. I'm trying my best, and you know, it's interesting that I'm also trying to teach them the culture they're from,、mm-hmm. you know, and what that represents to them, and. It's hard because, like, at times there's very little of our culture left,、mm. and you kind of have to rely on pictures and trips like this, so the vacation trip. You know, I I showed them around. So、mm. this is where I used to do this, or this is the place where I played this sport or that sport, or this is how people do it here. And you know,、um, it's just a. It was a shock for them in the beginning,、mm-hmm. uh, but they loved it there. You know, I can easily see them spending months if they had the opportunity. Um, because it's a very different culture. They love the food, so that's a start.、Oh, you know,、yeah. and I, li- I always like to say <laughs> that food is sometimes that big is that bridge between cultures.、Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, 
do it at whatever level you can, you mm-hmm. know, and that's what I tell people. You know, it's it's hard to hold on to tr- very traditional culture values. Some of it deteriorates, it evolves, it becomes something more hybrid as time goes along. But, you know, even those little lessons, um, I try to teach them our languages. Uh, that's the other thing that I'm doing. Um, I do speak a, at least, I'm fluent in two or three different Indian languages and I can speak at least five of them. Wow. Um, I try to I try to make sure that they at least understand that there are languages beyond English and, oh, you know, little things. It's not about giving them a whole download, but mm-hmm. every day is a lesson. So wow, I, try to, I try to do that. That's amazing. And the holidays, holiday season is around the corner. Yes. So I know you're probably getting ready for that so yeah. so what is that is that a time that you can also continue to to bring back some of those traditions in, in your culture and if so like what are you like what's in store yeah so thanksgiving is like it's absolutely our, our favorite time of the year mm-hmm. the kids Same love year. thanksgiving uh, our thanksgiving is very very traditional we don't have any uh any cultural influences on there. Although, mm. you know, uh, the last couple of years, we've tried to add more, a few, at least a few Indian dishes to, you know, the uh, our Thanksgiving spread. But it is, okay. uh, it's, of course, there's a turkey, eh. uh, you know. <laughs> so, I'm a ham girl. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so, yeah, so I will say this, and I think I've said this on our uh, some of our food events with the Diversity Council. Uh-huh. I'm not a huge fan of turkey. You know, please don't, you know, please don't cancel me for that. But. <laughs> Same here. I'm here with you. We're <laughs> together frank (laughs) yeah you know so we'll do it once a year because it's thanksgiving and you know thanksgiving so we do that get the small one (laughs) the one thing that we did try to do over the last few years is we've tried to make our turkey with indian spices in them you know so we we try to make it a little bring a different flavor to it so it's still turkey it's roast turkey but we try to bring in some spices so Call it a tandoori turkey if you want to. It's like so it's a a little twist on the thing. So but that's about it though. Uh, Everything else, you know, I love cornbread. Yes. I love cranberry sauce, you know, the traditional stuff. I I just love it. Okay. So So wait, well, how did the turkey taste? It tastes good. It tastes really good. You know, it's like it gives a little bit more of a little little bit of more pizzazz. Okay. At least I think so. (laughs) (laughs) There's a secret. It sounds silly, but Popeye's has this Raging Cajun turkey and Uh it's got all of the Cajun seasonings. It's already done. It It Uh sells out every year. So you got, you kind of have to get on it. So I tell it, I tell everybody like at least have it just once and it's the juiciest turkey. I'm yeah, I'm not a turkey girl. Um, but, just a little secret, so don't don't tell everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, what holiday do you look forward to? Like that you celebrate of Indian culture throughout the year. All right, so let me give you a little bit of uh, some fun facts here. Right, uh, so the Indian culture is uh, India is a is a huge country, mm-hmm. and when people say the Indian culture, it's really hard to describe individual cultures because just like in most large countries. We have our own little, you know, our states. So India has 29 states, mm-hmm. right? And each state is separated by, you know, there's, there's of course, borders and stuff like that. But there's also language barriers across mm-hmm. the state. And interesting enough in India, there are times when you could cross a state, like just cross the border, and you wouldn't be able to communicate with the person across the border because the language is completely different there. That's That's how... Uh, there's about 22 official languages wow. uh, as of now. I, th- I think there it keeps growing, but 22 official languages in India. 
So I come from a southern state called Kerala, which is like the south. We're the southernmost state of India. And, um, you know, a lot of times it's a funny story. Like as we go um, shopping, mm -hmm. uh, once I was at a store and a person was uh, she was buying. Um, I think she was buying pork chops. Right. And I was standing right next to her and she looks at me and she says, I'm sorry. I said, why? Why are you sorry? Um, I don't know if you don't eat pork. And so I didn't want to offend you. But <laughs> I appreciate the thought, but I eat pork. I'm fine with pork. Um, you didn't know this person? I didn't know this person. It was a random person. Complete, okay. complete stranger. So she was just being kind. And I said, <laughs> it's okay. And so the assumption she made was oh, wow. because I'm Indian mm -hmm. or maybe because of the color of my skin mm -hmm. that I may have been from a place where pork is haram or it's like it's not something that's in like in muslim countries right mm -hmm. uh, so that's the interesting part about india so the, my story the reason why i said that now people have apologized to me about <laughs> beef as well which is also something i eat right uh <laughs> see all so, this influence you have <laughs> yeah it's like, and they'll be like i'm so sorry it's like i didn't know if you eat beef like, <laughs> and i'm like i'm from kerala we eat beef in in our state so that's the thing if you go to some states uh the cow is considered a sacred animal in mm -hmm. India. And so there are certain states that, you know, you cannot get beef and they 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 worship the animal and there's it's part of their religious beliefs and we respect that. Mm -hmm. In our state, um, people eat beef, people eat pork, people eat chicken. Uh, but that's just another subset of the Indian culture, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't even know. And you'll find people with more Western names like John and, you know, Matthew. And you'll find those names down south. Uh, there's a larger Christian population. So India is a huge country, both in terms of size and in terms of population. And every state has its own different way of approaching it. In our state, um, it's, uh, there's a, it's a very liberal state. So mm -hmm. some fun facts about the state that I am from is... Um, it has the highest literacy rate. Um, at one point, they it was it's always been above ninety percent. So it's a very wow. literate state. People read. People are in tune with the news. So it's a very you know, a very progressive state that talks a lot about things that are happening in the current affairs and they're involved in politics and things like that. So it's you'll find a lot of similarities to metropolitan cities there because right? they're they know what's happening. And um, another thing that our state is blessed with is it's a very uh, female-centric state. You know, there's a lot of focus around female empowerment in our mm. state. The sex ratio in our state is we have a higher female population than males, and that's unique to our state. There's, mm. I think it's 1,050 females for every 1,000 males, which oh. means that we have a, a large population of women who work and who are part of the workforce. Mm -hmm. And I think that just adds a unique uh, diversity to the people growing up. So you have families where both parents work. You have families where just the mom works. Uh, the culture has always been around female empowerment and making sure that women are respected. So there's, uh, are there issues? You always find issues in the news. But at the same time, it's also a state where we practice some of these things. So there's a lot of good things in the culture that I like to hold on to, yeah. uh, including some of our festivals. So Kerala has a, a, a festival called Onam. It's O-N-A-M. Mm -hmm. um, it is a true secular uh, festival because most festivals in India are around religious holidays. There's a religious uh, significance to it. This festival, it its roots are in uh, in Hindu mythology. There's uh, there's stories from the Hindu religion that influenced the whole festival. 
but it is truly celebrated by everyone. You know, there's no religion there. Everybody comes together for events like that. And that's actually one of those things. So if somebody's listening to this and you have a Kerala restaurant in the city that you're in, please go there during the months of August or September. That's typically when the, the celebration happens and ask for an Onam meal. It's a large spread. There's, it's usually a 13, 14 course oh uh, uh, meal, which has like uh, tons of little, you know, vegetable. It's, it's mostly vegetarian mm -hmm. uh, with rice and everything. And it's served on a banana leaf. And, you know, you can find images of it on Google. Wow. Uh, so we in. do that every year in our household here. That's one thing that, you know, I've, I try to do here just so the kids can see that this is kind of one of those festivals in Kerala that, you know, our, our, our families used to do, but know and celebrate. And it's an opportunity to meet your neighbors. And it's kind of like Thanksgiving mm -hmm. in that you're just thankful for the whole year and you're talking about relations. But the interesting thing about that in Kerala is that it's it's the the festival spread is spread across five six days mm -hmm. i think i could be wrong but it's about at least a week it's five six days to a week and every day you're eating at a different place like you get invites to go to your family your neighbors your friends and it's a lot of fun oh, uh and again good. it's surely there's no religious background to it it's uh -huh. just something that everybody does that sounds uh, amazing and th that's kind of like there are fun things about the indian culture that as you deep dive into it you'll understand that it's not just yoga and chicken tikka masala. You know? it's like there's, there's other things that the Indian, which by the way, both are amazing. Fun fact, chicken tikka masala is not Indian. It was actually made in the UK. It's oh, like, a, it's, <laughs> see, so you were giving us there's a lot of the Indian culture that you can learn about. Uh -huh. And it's kind of regional. You know, every region has its own unique uh, set of cultural habits and practices which makes it very interesting wow i appreciate you sharing all of this yeah, i just did a whole cultural lesson no. i hope I, you know and i hope i didn't i did justice to the <laughs> uh to the history and and you know google's a great resource you know and feel free to look it up it's, there's a lot of fun things in absolutely India. no i really appreciate that there's a lot of information that i wasn't aware of with all the languages that are spoken there and you know being in that progressive state where you know the the emphasis on you know women empowerment like that's really great to hear because you know you watch the news or you only get a, like a skewed view sometimes of, of cultures true. and things so i appreciate that you taking on us on that journey um and i want to end this journey uh with a question um you know you've seen so many things and experienced so many things and you know i appreciate you sharing you know your stories of belonging and i'm sure people who see you and just see how vivacious you are wouldn't have any idea that you had those feelings um but you've grown so much and 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 just experienced so much in life um, and I was just wondering if you could give advice to 10 year old Frank Patakala, what advice would you give 10 year old Frank Patakala? You know, I've thought about this and if I were to give advice to the 10 year old Frank, I wouldn't say anything because whatever 10 year old Frank did mm -hmm. and as he grew up to be in the place where I am today, I think he did something right. And I wouldn't change anything in the past. I like to live in the present. Uh, I like to work towards the future. And the past is a lesson. So, you know, whatever happened was perfect. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah, so no advice. Keep doing what you're doing. Wow. Well, that's so impactful. I, I don't even know. I 
just mic drop. I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> that is such a good answer. Um, you always just give me things to think about. Oh, Frank, I can't, I can't wait you. to it's catch beautiful. up with you again in person. So I'm sure it'll be sooner rather than later. I hope so. Oh, I hope so. absolutely. Well, I really appreciate you joining me on this. And I know there's great things to come from you. So we're just going to be on the lookout on the X and, uh, and everything that you're doing with the Diversity Council. So keep up the great work. And I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Please reach out, connect with me on socials. And, you know, if you have time to volunteer, please join the Avixa Diversity Council. It's a it's a fantastic thing that we're very proud of. We've been able to accomplish some great things in the last few years. So please join us at any time. Uh, and thank you again, Samantha, for this for this amazing interview. You, you, you're just amazing at this. Uh, you know, you know how to make somebody comfortable. And so like to the thing that we were talking about before, if anybody wants to do their first interview panel, please do it with Samantha. They will make, she'll make sure that you, you are at ease. Uh, so thank you, Samantha. Thank Hi. you, Vixa. Thank you for the opportunity. And I hope to keep representing the good fight that we're all fighting and making sure our industry is more inclusive and a better place for everybody to be. So thank you. Thank you, Frank. And thank you all for watching Beyond Visual. Yay! Oh, Frank, you're the best. Thank you. Thank you very much.